0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. The coronavirus hasn't just sickened hundreds of people in the metro area. It's also led to numerous businesses being shuttered, thousands losing their jobs. That's had a big impact on immigrant families in particular, many work jobs you just can't do remotely. At the same time, masks have never been in more demand. Healthcare workers, retail workers, and even just members of the public are desperate for quality options. One St. Louis based nonprofit organization is tackling both those problems at once. The organization is called the Collective Thread. And joining us today to talk about its efforts is co founder Terry Stepanovich. Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here today. I understand your organization normally trains immigrant and refugee women at a sewing school. When did you pivot to paying them to sew masks instead?
1: Well, it's all a blur. It's been very busy the last uh, two to three weeks for us. But um, we, when the COVID crisis hit, we were really frightened. We were seeing that a lot of our apparel business that we and design for local companies, and we saw a lot of customers um, really frightened economically what they were facing, and they were pulling their projects or saying, let's put them on hold, and so we started to have to lay people off, Mm -hmm. and it was really a frightening time for us, like so many businesses in St. Louis. And really feeling bad for our refugee and immigrant women because they really rely on this as a supplemental income or even as their primary income for their family. And we started getting approached about masks and the need for masks. And so we went to fundraising. Um, We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And so we um, reached out to some of our biggest donors and funders in St. Louis and asked them if they would donate to us so that we could employ our women to make masks. And that's about as far as we thought it was going to go. We thought, oh, we'll make about 2,000 masks. We'll donate them to the public. We've raised enough money to cover uh, their salaries for that amount. And that's where
0: I thought it was going to stop. And I understand that is not at all where it stopped. Uh, What Mm -hmm. happened that led you to realize, hey, we've got a much bigger project here?
1: Yes, um, we uh, were on a local news show and my phone started ringing off the hook from businesses in St. Louis, primarily, who are essential businesses in need, in, and in need of masks for their companies. And I realized that we were going to have to sell these masks to sustain this. And um, we quickly got a shop page up on our website and we started selling them to the public And before that, it was primarily to medical workers and police stations and things like that that we were handing them out to. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also saw with what we were seeing in the news that the general public needed to be protected as well.
0: So you're selling them to the general public. Is that all through your website at at collectivethread.org?
1: Yes. So we're selling them on our website. Um, we uh, We now employ 21 sellers. Um, We started with our just initial staff of 10, and then we started to realize we would not be able to keep up with the need. And so we went out and put the word out to people in the community that needed a job. And so now we have 21 women sewing from home.
0: Wow. So you're actually um, in a hiring blitz. I I feel like everyone else is scaling back. You're ramping up. Absolutely. Um, We're paying them per
1: math. And they're able to work from home. Many of them have children. Um, Some of them have husbands that have been laid off. So this is really turning into a living wage It's not just a little side thing for them. and um, They're making really decent money and they're really encouraged that they're helping the community at the same
0: time. Now, I understand that for some of these women, um, immigrant refugee women, they might not have these supplies at home or the ability to, to purchase them in bulk. How are you making the logistics work for these sewers um, working for you?
1: Well, my partner and co-founder, Annie Miller, and I are working around the clock. We're the only ones in the factory, so Annie is doing all the cutting in the factory. We're making up kits. Um, Her daughter's helping. My daughter's helping. My son's helping. and We're just making it work. Um, We are... Tired, but we feel very fortunate that our company is going to make it through this time, and we feel very fortunate that we can fill a need and that we have something to do. I mean, many people are stuck at home and feeling very restless, and um, we are not (laughs) in that situation.
0: I mean, that's great, and, and, you know, you really are providing such a useful service. So you're getting the raw materials to these women right at their house so people don't have to come in and, and breathe on each other. Yes,
1: we're doing all of the pickup and delivery in a safe way. So we do
0: have a pickup
1: and a delivery box where they can pick up their kits. Um, We make all the kits and then they pick them up and finish the product and they can return them. And for those that can't get out... Um, my 17-year-old daughter, Emma, is doing pickup and delivery in a safe way on their doorstep. Some of them just cannot get out with their kids, or some of them are just afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to leave their house. And um, so we're trying to,
0: you know, meet them where they're at and um, keep them going and keep them sewing and employed. So this really is all hands on deck. You've got your kids working and just everybody who can lend a hand is doing it. Yes, absolutely. So for the women that you work with, and I know you started with this immigrant and refugee population, it's since grown to other women, but, but how essential is this income coming in for some of these families?
1: Well, I can just tell you one specific story is one of our um, best seamstresses, and she was working maybe 20 to 32 hours a week. It really did vary because her husband was the main breadwinner of the family, and they have three small children, and... You know, her husband was laid off, and so he is helping her with the sewing, and this is their only income. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at first we were trying to help them with the resources, like this is how you apply for food stamps, this is how you apply for unemployment. I mean, a lot of them really have a hard time understanding the process of how to even do that i mean it's navigate. it's not easy for
0: anyone i I can just imagine <laughs> once you add a language barrier or just lack of familiarity with with the internet or things like that i mean it's so hard to get approved for these benefits yes, and they're
1: scared you know they just have have a lot of fear and and this particular family um they uh he served with the u s army in afghanistan mm. and and was given asylum to come to the united states and um you know, they don't, I mean, he speaks good English, but this is a scary situation for them. And they, you know, they are, don't know really where to turn. So we've been able to be a resource for them to just practically.
0: That's great. So you're able to get these families some income and, and people are able to keep working. And so how many masks roughly can a good sewer complete it in an average day? Well, this particular family that I'm speaking of, uh, she's our
1: rock star. I think she did 300 yesterday. 300 in a single day. Yes, and today, and she says I'll take 400. Um, they're they're amazing. Uh, they went out and bought another sewing machine in case their machine broke down. I mean, they're really looking at this as an opportunity. He told me yesterday that they're going to buy a house. Um, and that this money that they're going to make uh, during this time will be a down payment for their house. Wow! So, I mean, it's pretty significant. But then you have others that you know um, make about sixty a day.
0: Hmm.
1: So it really is across the board. It, it really depends on the seller. And we don't make any you know specific demands. We just say how many do you, would you, how many kits would you like, how many do you think you can handle in a day. And we ask them to turn it around pretty quickly, whatever they commit to, because there's such a need for it out here in the
0: community. And then people are paid per completed mask is is how you're making it work. Yes. So I I know you mentioned that you hired um, some additional people just to, to keep up with this demand. Are you at this point looking for even more workers or are you staffed up right now?
1: Um it depends. We this is a day-to-day thing. Um we just onboarded about 12 new people the last few days. Um a friend of mine, um Tammy Feltner, she's a hair stylist and she has moved out of the area, but I was telling her about the situation and she was telling me how so many hair salons or all of them are closed mm-hmm. and they're out of work and I said, "Oh, well, they're creative. Maybe some of them can sew." And she gave me a list of names and we started
0: calling them. So a lot of them have jumped on our team uh, even just this week. Well, that is so great to hear. Um, Man, somebody who is hiring and and just these great jobs for, for people who really need them. So Terry Stepanovich, thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. And Terry, again, is a co-founder of the Collective Thread. Uh, You can buy masks on that website. That's collectivethread.org. And people can also make donations there. It is a nonprofit. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU.